Life is short. You all know this. You only get one of them to live and don't live it letting failure define you. Don't let it live in failure scare you. Don't let failure keep you from the kind of life that you want to live. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley, joining us as always from Maui, Hawaii. Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared. All right. So, Kamanzi, we love to talk about success on this show. We like people to pursue success. But one of the things we've learned, and Kamanzi, you are the poster child for this, is success is actually persistence through failure, right? (laughs) Because nobody just hits it right out of the gate. And if they do, it is it's such a rare situation that you don't even want to put up any or much hope into that at all. So today we're going to talk about failures and people don't like failures, but failures are those necessary steps that get us where we need to go. And so, Kamanzi, let's talk about failures. Yeah, it happens and it sucks every time that it does happen. But failure teaches us, Jared. It teaches us lessons, life lessons that I don't think we would learn otherwise. If nothing bad happened to you, if you didn't fail, if everything always went right, I think there's some key character traits that you wouldn't learn, that you wouldn't develop as a person if you didn't go through that failure. And I think we've seen examples of that, maybe more so like in the media and stuff like that, with maybe people, things that people had handed to them, lifestyles that they had handed to them. And then it ends up turning into kind of like a circus (laughs) in a way where there's always something going on because they didn't learn those valuable character traits. So when it comes to chasing your dreams, you can definitely expect failure. I think of Jared, um, people always ask me about speaking and getting paid speaking. And I remember in 2012, I sent out 180 speaking proposals and I only got 36 events. So there was a ton of no's. There was a ton of failures in between there. And it's, it was frustrating every single time until that one yes came in. Mm. Come on, Aisha Tyler from the girl on guy podcast. And of course she's on the talk on CBS and a number of other shows, archers and whose line is it anyway? She was one of the keynote speakers at podcast movement. And she mentioned on her keynote talk about a segment that she does on her podcast called Self-Inflicted Wounds. (laughs) And she talked about where she has conversations with someone like Chris Rock or Henry Rollins or LL Cool J or whoever it is. And they share a story where it wasn't their girlfriend, it wasn't their wife, it wasn't their mom, it wasn't their accountant. You know, they can't blame this particular fail on anyone else but themselves. And so, Kamazi, I want to open that up to you. Could you talk about a situation where it was all you, it wasn't anybody else, where you made a mistake and what you learned from that. Yeah, there were uh, <laughs> probably hundreds in my life. But to make it relevant to this show, there were a lot of times where I thought I knew something and I really didn't know something. And I ended up spending, it ended up costing me financially when I did it. So it could have been where I was trying to do something like web work, something technical that I thought that I understood and I was too proud to go and and research or ask and it ended up costing me money. It could be hiring certain people, but there were a lot of times when I just thought I was kind of the know-it-all and it ended up costing me, it ended up costing me time, money, 
and a lot of frustration a lot of times along the way. And in those moments where I experienced that failure, I kind of had a few things that I did, Jared. So one of them was I was just, and this happened after failing a lot. I was just sat back in that moment instead of reacting, because in that moment you have like so many raw emotions, you're angry, you're depressed, you're tempted to react physically. In that moment, I realized that I need to calm down. So I just step back, close my eyes and put the situation into perspective. Like, is this situation really going to matter in five years from now? Is this failure really going to matter five years from now? And just kind of put that in perspective. And then once I could just calmly close my eyes, then one thing that I did, Jared, was I started breathing deeply. And I think that there's all kinds of scientific studies about breathing deeply and how that can help you. And so when you're just with your eyes closed, you're breathing in deep, you're just you're kind of calming yourself down. And then I started in that moment focusing on the things that I'm grateful for in my life. So each of us has a lot to be grateful for. If you're alive, that's enough to be grateful for that. And so when you have like that gratitude in your mind and your heart, it's hard to stay mad at that failure. It's hard to stay in that moment of failure when you just focus on the things that you can be grateful for. And then also, if I had it, my phone or something, I would listen to music. I love music. It inspires me. It's amazing. And so music always helped me. And Jared, you know what kind of music I like, right? Well, I know that uh, you sent me a song the other day and I was like, oh, what is this? This is going to be some kind of teeny bopper thing. It was Echo Smith. <laughs> And I, I clicked on it, and I was like, dude, I like Echo Smith. Echo Smith's pretty yeah, good. They, they, had that, isn't it a they, nice they had that song, Cool Kids, and uh, I, I definitely like the Cool Kids song, and Lana likes it too. So, But yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that, man, for each their, you know, to each their own. Some people are going to bust out Journey and listen to Don't Stop Believing, or they're going to listen to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, maybe. I don't know what it is. But uh, you're gonna you're likely to bust out Taylor Swift. I think everybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, but the music... Again, scientifically, it's been proven what music can do for us, and it definitely helps us. And if there's like certain music that inspires you or helps you or motivates you or just like comforts you, pull that out in that moment. And then also, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, yeah. What's like two or three tracks on your your playlist where, man, if if you just need to reset, what are you listening to? Well, it's definitely that Echo Smith. They have a song called Bright, which is what I sent to Jared. And I don't know what it is about that song, Jared, like the instruments, the whatever. It's like it's a unique sound. It's a really unique sound. So like whenever I hear that, like it instantly cheers me up, like I'm instantly smiling. I'm in a good mood. I don't know what it is. That song got me. And there's their siblings, by the way, Jared, that band. Okay, I didn't. I know I didn't know that, but I do like them. So, okay, so we know that Echo Smith, Smith uh, their song Bright. Yeah, Bright is one. The second one, but is higher on the list than that, is, is Ours by Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. So that is going to be number two. And I don't think I need to tell Star Dots about Taylor Swift, so we won't go there. But probably the, the number one song on my list. And, okay, you ready for this one, Jared? I love it. Um, it. Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, Titanic soundtrack. Man. Yeah, because I hear that song and I think about I think about a lot of things during that song. It reminds me of my grandfather who passed away. 
It reminds me of friends back in the day. It reminds me of uh, meeting Tanya. It reminds me of all the times like I chased this dream and experienced failure in that moment. Like I would just go and I would turn that song on and that's my number one go-to song. No, I love it. And I picture you and Tanya like on the front of a ship with your arms <laughs> with your arms out like Leonardo DiCaprio. And I don't know if we've ever thing. done that, but we've <laughs> definitely done some other scenes in that movie and especially when we've gone on trips. So, yeah. Well, what about you? What are your go-to tracks? Okay, I, and, and we want to hear from you, the audience. So if you've got your go-to jam or two or three, tweet that to Kamanzi and I at Kamanzi C or at Jared Easley. We want to hear what your go-to tracks are when you need to get right, you need to reset. You know, it, this could change any moment. If it were right this moment, I think number one would be Ain't It Fun by Paramore. I don't know if you know that song. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, they got that lyric that don't go crying to your mama because you're on your own in the real world. And I was <laughs> like, man, that that's kind of the way it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean and, and I'm thankful I have a mom who will listen to me. And if I need to cry to her, I'm able to do that. But I love that song by Paramore. I think another song that's uh, cheesy and, and probably didn't really have much relevance, but I just love it is Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. That's just a, I don't know, that song kind of gets me in a good mood. And let's see, lastly... You know, I'm going to go with Journey. I'm going to go with Don't Stop Believing. I, it, there's never a time that I haven't heard that, that it didn't pump me up. Yeah, I think those are solid. But music has the ability to do that. Have your go-to sources. And also, Jared, like another thing is go-to sources of inspiration, motivation, uplifting content. So like maybe your go-to podcast, like a video that you like to watch. Like for me, if I'm feeling like failures or, or whatever, I like to watch Gary Vaynerchuk has a video called one is greater than zero. And mm. was it, was that you that turned me onto that video? Yes. Yeah. Jared <laughs> turned me onto that video. Like that video is super, super inspiring. Like when I'm down, when I experience failure, I go back and I watch that, that video and it's just super inspiring. But having your go-to podcast, your go-to video, maybe your go-to article, or maybe it's something that you write yourself, but having that go-to source of inspiration in the form of content, I think that could help you in, in the moment of failure. Yeah, I, I love how you talked about emotions earlier. And uh, you've been real big and, and outspoken about being the master of your emotions and, and not letting them take over. And we know that emotions basically drive your decisions and your decisions ultimately determine your destiny. So I, I love these ideas of, of music. You wrote an article, this was back probably about 2000. 13 about the best way to overcome failure. And in here, I want to unpack some of these. You talked about three different steps and they're, they're kind of basic, but I think they're really good for us to hit on in this in this particular episode. You talked about reaching out for support. You talked about figuring out what went wrong. And then the last part, of course, getting back up and pushing forward. So, so let's start with reaching out for support. Yeah. If you're not in a, a good mastermind group, if you don't have like that kind of support in your life, it's definitely worth your time to create a, some kind of a system, some kind of a group. Mastermind groups are great. You can do them from anywhere in the world where we're interconnected now. So when you experience that failure, you can go in and say, hey, guys or gals, this happened. And you can get that support from other members of that mastermind group. Jared and I are in a mastermind group with some great guys, and we, we do that all the time. Like, oh, this didn't quite work out as planned or, or this happened. And you get that support. It could be something more local. Like for me, 
I have a little group with my buddies, Will and Shaka and Vidal, and they all live where I used to live in Milwaukee. So it's, it was nice to have that where we could get together just as, as a group and have some pizza, have some Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever it is, but get together, just kind of talk it through. And for me, that was invaluable when I started my journey was to have those guys kind of there being my cheerleader, being support, but also being honest. <laughs> they weren't afraid. Jared's met them in person. So he'll tell you they're very honest. They definitely don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. And they're hilarious too, by the way. This is a little bit of a tangent, but we went to Buffalo Wild Wings in Milwaukee and there was this lady that just like comes up to the table dancing. She was older and um, she was the opposite of being sober. And <laughs> and your buddies, Will Chuck, were like, dancing with her and you know joking i was like they must know her they must be like friends with her and then it turns out they didn't know her at all they were just kind of making <laughs> fun of her <laughs> but the whole time there for like you know this two minute exchange i thought you know they're like friends with this lady they know her but they didn't know her at all uh, so I, I could see how uh, having friends who are kind of goofy but also keep it real I, that, that's something that everybody needs i think and i think also your spouse it's hard to talk about failure with the spouse i think because especially if you're a guy, you want to be strong, you want to be confident, you want to appear like you're that rock. So as a man, it's hard to open up and to be vulnerable in that way and say, hey, I failed, or this is what I'm struggling with in my mind because of that failure. It's harder for us guys, but it's so necessary because your spouse can be your, your biggest cheerleader and she sh- he or she should be your best friend. So I think yeah, even though you're not going to come off like the rock in that moment. And you know what, Jared, even if you have to cry, like as guys, I don't know why we're so opposed to crying, but sometimes you just need to let it out that way. And it needs to come out in those tears. That's just what needs to happen. But having that spouse, that relationship with your spouse where you can say, hey, this happened. I experienced this failure and, you know, my heart's broken. I think that also goes a long way towards helping your relationship. You said something in the recent episode we did entitled How to Get Your Spouse on Board. And you you talked about how you and Tanya going through some of those challenging seasons where you weren't making the money yet and you were trying to navigate these difficult waters of online business and And you said something that really hit home with me. And you talked about how Tanya was able to see things that you couldn't see or that it wasn't as clear to you. Let's just touch on that again for a moment, because we're talking about reaching out for support in our failures. Tanya was able to see some angles that just didn't hit right away for you. And I think those angles were honest angles, (laughs) because what ends up happening is we have something in our minds. Like this is the way that it has to be or it should be or it always has been. And so when somebody else like a spouse can come in and challenge that, I think that, yeah, it sucks for us in that moment, but I think it's necessary. So like in the episode, we talked about the fact that I was charging too little for my coaching and I was giving great value to the clients, but I wasn't charging what I should be charging. And when she came in and she said, no, you should be charging more for this. It really helped me confront some self-limiting beliefs that I had where I thought I had to charge a lower amount because I didn't have, quote unquote, coaching certification or I wasn't I didn't do this or I didn't do that. Like compared to I was comparing myself to somebody else 
that was doing what I was doing. And I thought, well, since they charge X number of dollars and they're this big, famous, certified, whatever, I can't charge that kind of money. So by her getting honest with me like that, it made me confront those self-limiting beliefs that I was struggling with, Jared. Let's transition here to the second point you talk about in your article. You talked about figuring out where you went wrong. And this has been unfortunate. This has been something I've had to deal with recently with podcast movement. Dan and I had had, uh, worked really hard to put together this amazing event. And after we did all the calculations and did the math, we realized that we had a successful event in the sense that, um, you know, we didn't lose money, but the money that we were hoping to pay ourselves just uh, wasn't there. And that was just such a a tough thing to kind of swallow, a tough pill to swallow, if you will, Kamanzi, because we had uh, worked so hard and we, we thought we had it. And I remember we looked at what we did wrong. We, we, after we kind of accepted the fact that this is the way it is, we went back and looked at, okay, where did we make mistakes? And we found several things that had we had done this different, had we had handled this different, if we had changed this, we would not be in the same scenario we're in now. And while that was a frustrating thing to look at and to go over, we now are better equipped going into next year. And we have podcast movement in Chicago. We are not going to make those same mistakes And we're going to be in a much better position next year to do better, to make the event better. Unfortunately, it took us kind of learning those tough lessons in in year one and year two. And um, I know that's going to be valuable to us long term. It's just kind of tough when you're in the moment. Yeah. And you could probably speak to that because in that moment where you first learned that, what was kind of your initial reactions? Because that kind of was like a failure in a way in your mind, probably. How did you get through, like, let's say those that first few weeks? Well, I mean, I, I my wife and I had we had been very modest and conservative with what we were expecting to make in terms of financial, you know, getting our payout from the event, and we had a m- number in mind that we believed was completely realistic, and it could have been greater than that, but we knew bare minimum this is the way it's going to be. When we learned that that wasn't the case, it caused a lot of a lot of frustration between my spouse and I. I know we just had that episode about getting your spouse on board. And Rachel and I, we had some serious conversations. We had a very rough, uh, rough week where we had to sit down and, and kind of work through a few things. And that was a fail. Like I felt like, okay, I've invested so heavily into podcast movement and I've done, I've made such an effort to bless other people and help other people. And and uh, do other things that were valuable to others that I've now put myself and my family in a bad situation because I did so many things to try to help others. And that was sober. That was frustrating. And my wife was angry with me about that. And, you know, I had to seek forgiveness and I had to talk to her and I had to explain to her, okay, here's what I've learned and here's, you know, what we do from now on to, to resolve it. And, and truthfully, <laughs> Kamanzi, because I, I you know, sometimes I don't like talking about this you know, because it takes vulnerability and it takes honesty and, and sometimes that's embarrassing. But for me, after we went through this situation, most recently with podcast movement, I've had to go back to working full time again. And, and thankfully that's in a contracted position that's flexible, but I've had to go back to full time hours and, you know, that's a good thing. That's, you know, money that our family needs and stuff. But, you know, I, I'd love to go all in on just building business, building business, but, you know, unfortunately that's not where I'm at right now. And I have to take several steps back. And it, it reminded me, Kamanzi, of a time, a story where you shared with me how you had actually left your day job 
and you thought, okay, I'm clear. I'm going to live this dream. And then something went wrong where a relationship or some kind of connection you had with your previous day job had fallen through and you were still on the hook or you were still under contract to deliver certain services. And you actually had to stop the dream and go back to work. Yeah. Can we, can we talk about that? Yeah, for a moment? Absolutely. Cause that, Cause that I, was... I, I remember hearing that story and just like thinking, man, that sucks. And now I'm kind of in my own scenario that's like that and, you know, kind of working through that. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think it's a story that I've said very often, but I want to say first, you know, thanks for being honest, Jared, with the job and with podcast movement. And, you know, I, I know I'm speaking as somebody who listens to the show as well. Thanks for being honest and sharing that. I really, really think that it's going to help a lot of people. So for me, what ended up happening was I had a four-year contract with one of the bread distributors at the bread company that I worked for. It wasn't a job. It was my own business. And I did have a contract where I was contracted to one, one guy. I would always do his bread route. And what ended up happening was this business took off. I was ready to go. We had found somebody that was going to take over and it was going to be like a good transition. And I ended up leaving and life was good and I was loving it. And the person that we ended up finding to finish out my contract or to work for this person was ended up staying for a couple months and then they just washed out and then they just kind of not stopped showing up. And because I had that contract with this one distributor, he actually got attorneys and sent me some stuff. And I actually had to get an attorney and go to court and we had to go to mediation. And we actually went through this, this entire process that I was telling Jared about back in the day, which was so, so frustrating. I was free and clear. It should have been his responsibility to find somebody, but because I had that contract, I was either going to have to pay, it was a crazy amount of money. It was like $25,000, like $25,000, or I had to come back and finish out this contract. Because by the time we went through court and all that stuff, it, I would have had to finish this contract for like a couple, another couple months. It was either going to be two months of doing the bread or it was going to be uh, me paying $25,000. And in the end, I chose to go back to do bread after I had been out of it for eight or nine months and finish out, do two more months in my contract. And it was, Jared, I'll be honest, I didn't handle it gracefully at all. I was a jerk. I was a jerk to everybody at the stores. I was a jerk to everybody at the bread company. I was angry at home. It was just not a good time. Man, okay, I appreciate you sharing that because that I know you being in a humbling circumstance like that where you had to go back, even though it was four season, you went back, you paid your dues, if you will. And now you're free from that. You don't have to deal with that and you've moved on. But for people who face that situation where they have to go back to something difficult, they have to go back and and kind of reset in a way. I hope that they remember that story that you've gone through. I hope that maybe they hear that story that I shared about podcast movement. And that's a source of encouragement because that's part of failure. And we know that part of success is persisting through these failures. Uh, let's talk about this last step that you wrote about in your article. And that is getting back up and pushing forward, which some people can be like, yeah, easier said than done. But it is. It's a necessary step. It's a healthy step. It's a mature step of saying, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, as Taylor Swift would say, I'm going to shake it off. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so getting back up and pushing forward. Yeah. You can't let failure defeat you. 
you can't just stay stuck in those emotions and in that moment. If you're going to get success, you got to find a way to overcome. You can listen to the music, as we said. You can get inspired by inspiring content. But at some point, you got to get back up. You got to get back on the horse. You got to try again. You have to keep going. Your dream, your life, the things that you want to do are too important to let that failure define you. Um, you. You can do it. It's just a matter of getting back up and trying. And a lot of times that's what you'll find. If you look at any successful person, you'll see that. You'll see that in their story, that they went through a number of failures. But the key was is that they kept going. Man, <laughs> there's so many even uh, great stories of like successful people. I know uh, J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, uh, she had submitted that manuscript. And uh, I can't remember how many people that rejected it for Harry Potter, but there was a lot of people that passed on Harry Potter. Yeah, like 30, 30 <laughs> and 30 people. And even like uh, you think about uh, one of the most or a famous movie, The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. Yep. That manuscript sat on an agent's desk for like a year before they ever looked at it. Man, okay, so Walt Disney is another great example. So obviously Walt Disney brought us Disney World, Mickey Mouse. Um, his first animation company went bankrupt, and he was fired uh, by a news editor. And get this, he was fired because they said he lacked imagination. <laughs> 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 I, I got another couple of good ones here. Albert Einstein, he didn't speak till he was four, and he didn't start reading until he was seven years old. And his parents and his teachers thought that Albert Einstein was mentally handicapped and of course, we know that down the road, he, he turned out to win a Nobel Prize and be the face of modern physics. So, I mean, uh, Michael Jordan, of course, is a great one. He was cut from his high school basketball team, and now he turns out to be uh, one of and maybe argued the greatest basketball player of all time. And this is a quote that Michael Jordan said. He said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Amen. All right, so Kamanzi, do you have any final thoughts? I love this framework you got here. Reach out for support, figure out where you went wrong, and get back up and push forward. Yeah, the final thoughts is life is short. You all know this. You only get one of them to live, and don't live it letting failure define you. Don't let it live in failure scare you. Don't let failure keep you from the kind of life that you want to live. Everybody fails. You've heard Jared and I's failures. We talk about them a lot. You've had them in your life. Just get back up. Determine you're going to keep going. The dream's too important. All right, Kamanzi, thanks. And uh, we got several more good episodes coming up. As we mentioned, we're going to talk about the same audience syndrome, international speaking, of course, writing for large websites because everybody wants to, to know about that, uh, chasing a dream, introverts, just some great conversations we're going to have coming soon. So hopefully people will stick around. Of course, we love to hear from you. Tweet to at Kamanzi C and at Jared Easley and let us know what your three songs are when you need to hit that reset button. What's those songs that, that kind of get you pumped up and refocused? All right, Kamanzi. Thanks again, man. Thank you. You can't let failure defeat you. You can't just stay stuck in those emotions and in that moment. If you're going to get success, you got to find a way to overcome. You can listen to the music, as we said. You can get inspired by inspiring content. But at some point, you got to get back up. You got to get back on the horse. You got to try again. 
You have to keep going. Your dream, your life, the things that you want to do are too important to let that failure define you. You can do it. It's just a matter of getting back up and trying. 